I'm your Chair Talks host Nemanja and this is retrospective from last week's episode with Milena from Mastercard. People like to talk about innovation like we like to talk today and it's a very sexy word but uh, nobody's really thinking about will it improve our everyday lives. Around 23% of Serbs are completely excluded from financial official financial institutions. Mobile phones it's a great access point for, for that people to enter uh, official financial streams. And that is a great example of uh, how technology and gadgets actually bring functional innovation. What do you think is going to be next big thinking thing? It's biometry. It's getting momentum in, in security of payments because can you imagine more safe thing than part of your body to approve something. This is Chair, place where we discuss innovations. And today uh, our subject is how to innovate customer relationship or to be more precise we are going to talk about uh, customer intimacy. And my guest today is Zoran Vasiljev, Group CEO for Centili. And finally we are going to talk about this subject uh, before Zoran started his tenure in Centili in March 2020. He led projects in EU, MENA and APOC region by holding top executive positions in companies such as Apigate, Axiata Digital, Starhub, R2D Little, Value Partners and Peppers and Rogers Group. Zoran is specialized in telecommunications, merger and acquisitions, organizational transformation, marketing and product development, among many other things. So Zoran, welcome to Chair. It's a great pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for calling invitation and look forward to, to having a conversation. Um, as I mentioned, uh, our subject is uh, customer intimacy. And uh, this started to be uh, somehow the buzzword of today. But uh, it was first mentioned, I think, in 1999 in one HBR article. Uh, and probably because of that, there is so many different definitions of what customer intimacy really is and even more how to achieve it. So I want to start with that and uh, to, to get the perspective from you, uh, what is the customer intimacy for you and your company? I mean, maybe before I share what is it for me and in my company, I'm actually very happy that, that we're talking about customer intimacy for many reasons. One, because the whole concept was actually coined around customer centricity, which in combination with the article in, uh, in, uh, in HBR was also coined by uh, Don Peppers and Martha Rogers, two people with, that I had the opportunity to work with in, in Peppers and Rogers group, uh, that came up with this whole concept of one-to-one marketing, which then translated in customer centricity and customer experience, uh, which then kind of got to full circle and became a customer intimacy concept, which is important to uh, to discuss and obviously understand in terms of how do you know how do customers get treated in both B two B relationships and B two C relationships uh, as uh, as we engage with with our customers with our clients uh, and the customer intimacy you know in a context of my company or in, in general. Uh, it's all related to the, this whole idea of treating the customer the way you want to be treated. And I think that's the starting point in order to succeed in anything that's customer-centric, anything that can even get the flavor of being more customer-intimate. Customer and that actually 
means really, really understanding uh, the customer needs, the, the customer's ambition, uh, finding the customer at the right time with the right story, with the right offer, with the right proposition, uh, and, uh, and kind of driving that relationship more towards this one-on-one -on -one relationship because not every customer is the same, not every customer uh, has same needs, they are not at the same maturity level, uh, especially in a B2B environment. So it's quite, a, it's quite an interesting topic and a lot of things have been written about it, a lot of strategies and consultants have been used around this topic, but at the end of the day, I, I interpret this as really uh, putting a strategy in place and putting, a, uh, a putting an effort behind treating the customer the way you want to be treated. Um, I want to go back to, to Centilla itself and, uh, uh, and your role there. And as a business leader, um, you need to empower your company and your employees to uh, get this idea and to get more intimate with the customers. But uh, I'm sure that there is another uh, question here that you can basically build company culture around this idea. Uh, how are you managing to do that? Yeah, so it's, it's, very, it's very important that if you preach that you are a customer-centric company, you don't do this by putting posters and values on a wall in your office and say, I'm a customer-centric company. <laughs> and defined it, as a mission. And or defined a vision, as a yeah. mission or vision that nobody reads anymore. And, and you, you do a spot check of your people and they, they don't even remember. That's not the point. The point is to actually build value propositions and build your go-to-market propositions in a way as if you are the customer and test everything first internally on yourself if you are as if you're in the shoes of your customer only through that process and only through measuring that process you put yourself in a better position to number one deliver on some kind of customer promises that you're making or number two changing the approaches depending on the segments that you treat and the segments that you serve with and then also even incentivize and reward your team based on the feedback that you get from the customers, based on the results that you deliver uh, to these customers and everything else that, uh, what else you think of to the process. So it's very, very important that you put the customer in a center because customer is the king uh, and, and that's true in many, many industries and that's true in many, many segments. Uh, and really start your everyday activities and your everyday tasks that you do uh, uh, in your everyday work uh, with the customer in a center. Not with the technology, not with the product, not with the process or anything else that we always have around us, but actually put the customer in a center, understand it, research it, read about it, follow the trends, uh, and then adopt and change if you need so in order to, to get closer. And we do exactly the same in our organization. Obviously, it starts with a system where you track your customer. It starts with the right incentive plans. It starts with teams that are all customer-focused and that actually work with customers. Involve your customers in uh, uh, product testing, in uh, pilot projects. Uh, co-create with your customers in order then not to have as many misses as, uh, as you might have if you do things without the customers.
I want to talk uh, about innovations itself a bit, a bit, a little bit more, and I want to ask you about uh, uh, other types of innovations in your company. Since I, since I know that since you came to Centili as a group CEO, you started uh, initiatives uh, that uh, should jumpstart innovations throughout the company. Um, can you give me some examples of uh, those innovations that you started and that are in direct relationship maybe with uh, with the customer intimacy? Yeah, so, so uh, for me, innovation, just as a, as a term, uh, it's not something that you do one-off and it's not a department that sits in a corner office and uh, everybody else waits for them to come up with some innovation. I think innovation is a state of doing the way you want to do your business. It's a state of mind and it's actually something that is encouraged throughout the organization, especially in an industry like ours, there is internet base that is digital based it's very disruptive it's very fluid which means you are required to innovate not just from a product perspective but also from a business model perspective from the thinking perspective almost all the time so for us innovation it's actually really uh, thinking through uh, an, uh, an, uh, an agile way of changing ourselves first in order to meet the market requirements, the market disruptions, to then also address the needs of the customers and be there faster than our competitors and deliver more and clearer customer experience and superior value proposition. And for us in that case, uh, we spend quite a bit of time looking at how do we first disrupt ourselves in order to churn out a new idea or a different business model and then very, very quickly move into a pilot stage, find the first customer with whom you can test and try, find a friendly one, then maybe even take that piece of innovation for free, just to, just to be the anchor, as we like to call it, the flywheel that will go and take this into the market so that then we can use that to uh, get better, uh, maybe, uh, maybe improve it and later on uh, commercialize it if it's something that's really uh, the next best thing that we produce. You told me you, you wanted to disrupt internally, and I know that uh, uh, throughout many conversations with you earlier, I know that uh, one of the things that uh, since you came in Centilli, uh and one of the novelties that, that you brought was OKRs. And um, can you share with me some high-level um, advice on how to successfully implement OKRs? I mean, OKRs are obviously a, a great, uh, a great methodology and a great tool. Originally, also coined uh, by Google, and books have been also written about it. And it's all about putting a, a measurement strategy and methodology in place that focuses on objectives and key results. And it's all about really measure what matters. So we can, you know, traditionally companies and especially sometimes startups or maybe, you know, scale-ups like, like what we are, uh, we get kind of bogged down by KPIs and by scorecards and, and we measure all kinds of unimportant things. Uh, and here, uh, OKRs really allow you to design objectives and results that have direct impact on company's performance. And then link this across the organization and across the teams to encourage collaboration and actually coexistence and actually even sharing of the same objectives and results in order to achieve the company's top objective. And that allows for easier management, for accountability, 
It's very, very transparent. Every single day I know what everybody is working on because I can see his key results and his objectives on the system. Everybody is encouraged to update its own. Everybody knows who else they are depending on in order to complete something that they have promised that they will do. And, and with that change, obviously accountability has risen in the organization. Uh, there's much less empty uh, 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 neutral gears, if I can call so, uh, say so. And, uh, and therefore, you know, we're excited that we embarked on, on this process. You know, it's still learning for us uh, and I think we'll, we're getting better at it, but uh, it definitely helps uh, run the organization in a totally different way than, than what this was before. Maybe we can uh, connect the customer intimacy in OKRs. Can you give me an example of one of the objectives that uh, you took uh, that, is, uh, that is connected with customer intimacy itself? I mean, one of the, one of the key and, and biggest objectives we, we had in our OKR approach to customer intimacy, actually to launch a customer success team. And then behind the customer, first to put together a customer success team, customer success team without a customer success strategy has no real job. So you have to do, you have to do a customer success strategy. And then within the customer success strategy, you start to launch different customer intimacy programs. Select customers that you actually really want to treat in a specific manner. Customers that, as I said in our, in our terminology, are flywheels, though that, those that really, really are driving your business and with whom you can do much more than what you've done before. Uh, not just from building joint products and propositions, but those that also you can upsell in the future with some of the new things that you're working on. Uh, and all that is, you know, was put originally in a, in a set of OKRs that are kind of carried and owned by our customer success team and people that are responsible with any relationship with, uh, with the customers. Starts with key customers because that's obviously, you can't, you can't be too ambitious, correct? Uh, but, the, but the mentality and, uh, and the attitude uh, needs to be that you actually have to treat every customer the way you want to be treated. Yeah, I love that example because it, it's showing going from top down and that, that's the idea behind the OKRs always. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because usually th those are the mistakes when somebody's implementing OKR that they're not doing that way it's usually easier and more natural it's coming to go uh, from down to, uh, up but like this you 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 get a better results it's, it's yes and nature. also yeah. and also all of us that uh, no matter where do we sit organization and if you want to call it from the top we also still responsible for everything that trickles down correct and that's how you start to create these dependencies and these links that this is not just somebody's okay this is companies OKR and all of us participated participate in one of another way and I think that's what's the beauty of it and uh, and therefore uh, it, uh, it has less chance to fail simply because there's many contributors and many people have uh, dependency on making sure this, su this succeeds uh, and therefore uh, it's, a, it's a great methodology. You mentioned earlier uh, uh, measuring and of course it's, uh, it's so important, but uh, big data analytics is a huge part of this. And uh, when we are talking about customer intimacy strategies, those are one of the pillars of it. Um, how are you leveraging this in Centil? 
I mean, we are lucky because we are in a business that uh, that is a payment and transactional business. So we collect a lot of data, and you know, over ten years, you can just imagine how much data uh, we have. And uh, and maybe we, you know, as a company, we probably never used it as much as we should. But you know, I I know examples of other companies that are in similar in a similar position. Uh, these days, if you want to succeed, progress, if you want to grow, and if you have ambitions like we do to double and triple our business, you have to be data driven. And data driven, it actually really means understanding the data that you have, having superior analytical skill, uh, having great analysts, use AI, uh, do some stuff that is predictable, uh, match data that you have with third-party data in order to make intelligence and better decisions for your business and for your customers. So, so for us, it's a huge, huge pillar. It's very, very important uh, in order for us to, mark, to make smarter decisions, to make better decisions, to save more money, and then eventually to make more money. <laughs> uh, uh, I know that is uh, coming now, it's, it's 10 years to Santilli and you have a huge anniversary and everything and uh, I will come to that later I want to ask question regarding the uh, growth of the team because this year uh, even with corona and everything uh, uh, you managed to to rebuild the team and uh, get a bigger one can you can you share with me some uh, uh, stories regarding uh, uh, that growth and uh, how how that reflected on, on your business this year I mean, I think we can both agree that 2020, you know, came out to be something that none of us ever imagined. And, uh, and when the year started, uh, we had different ambitions and we have different ideas and probably different strategies. <laughs> uh, but the beauty of our industry and the businesses that we are in, and maybe for some of us that have a different butterfly in our stomach, uh, this disruption is exactly what we like. Uh, you know, when I say this, I'm mindful of people that are hurt by the pandemic I'm talking about from the business perspective. And for us, the year was a growth year. It was a year where we had to reinvent, where we had to change. And uh, the strategy that we implemented was shifting gears strategy, which is a strategy about change. Uh, and you're right, uh, from, from the day I landed, which was 1st of March until, <laughs> until the end of the year, we hired 27 people. We hired 10 women in our team we we changed the management team we had a we had a complete uh, complete uh, a new approach of how we want to do things and where we want to take the company so so yeah you know you know doing this in a remote fashion was interesting I, and we proved that it's possible uh, but uh, but yeah we were you know we were fortunate enough that uh, that the company is in a good shape uh, and that we had capacity to hire uh, we had capacity to to change and uh, now we look forward to what 2021 brings. And uh, just to reflect COVID and uh, I'm sure that uh, in a year when you started to bring people uh, it was very hard to have people uh, working from home and all remote things. How, how you how you tackle that stuff? I mean, especially from your perspective, because you came as a CEO, get a new team and yes, everything, yes. and you need to share the energy, vision, ideas. Yes, it was it was very interesting. Uh, first day, first day on on a job, it's the first day of the first case uh, in our country. Three days later, I send the entire team home. 
and here it is new CEO, new strategy, new energy, work from new home, pandemic, new pandemic <laughs> and work from home for 10 months. Uh, but you have to quickly think, correct? You have to quickly adjust, you have to quickly find a way of that engagement and, and to start to build the relationship internally, start to build trust with the people that are there and with the people that you're bringing in. Uh, I mean, a very, very interesting stories. We had colleagues that were hired in this process and that, uh, that meet each other on the street and they say, oh, you look familiar, but I'm not really sure from where they're actually working in the same company because they didn't have a chance, they didn't have a chance to see each other in the office, correct? So, but when you hear these stories, you just say, listen, that's the new normal. That, that's probably what's going to continue to happen uh, for quite some time. And we just have to deal with it. We have to live with it. But for us, yeah, I mean, we had to readjust. We were doing a lot of things remotely, onboarding uh, new stuff, training new stuff, getting them excited. One of the ways is just, you know, communicate more frequently. I had more town halls than I ever had in my career. I had more meetings and video calls and tea meetings and catch-ups and stand-ups than I ever, ever had in any other company. Uh, and it wasn't that difficult. It just, you know, I just realized I have to do it if, you know, if I want to transmit my energy, if I want to transmit the new vision and, uh, and the new strategy in order for, for us to move ahead. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, we, we did as much as we could and I think we did quite well. I I know you for a I know you for a for a while now and I know your style regarding the the uh, uh, management and the people and everything and I know that you you love uh, uh, creating great events for for your people and uh, uh, hopefully this year it is going to change uh, uh, regarding COVID and everything and you will have a chance to to that, do that here in Satili as well. Well, yeah. I mean, good, good news is, and, uh, and I think great news for the company is we are celebrating 10 years uh, anniversary actually next week. Uh, and for us, uh, you know, that's a milestone uh, simply because, you know, in a tech industry, in a startup industry, not too many companies see two years, let alone five years. Can you imagine 10 years? So it's a testament to everybody that believed in this company Everybody still that's in a company from the very beginning and we have quite a few of those employees, which I think it's a great, great achievement for them. Many of us that just came to the party in a 10th year, we're going to take a lot of credit, but actually <laughs> we need to be thankful to everybody that built this company in the past. Uh, but you're right, uh, the celebration this year will be different. It will be mostly online uh, with quite a bit of... Uh, 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 events that are related to great speakers, great motivations, you know, rebranding and relaunching uh, uh, our own identity and really trying to leave a mark. Uh, but, uh, but you're right, the moment uh, the restrictions uh, are going to be removed and so on, people will hear about Centilis Party. So we started today Innovation Dialogue. Uh, what is customer intimacy for you and your company? Uh, can you share with me your vision? I want to talk about the future right now. Uh, what is going to be with customer intimacy in the future? Uh, in what customer intimacy and customer relationship is going to evolve? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the, the success of customer relationships and customer intimacy will all be around the companies that are willing to first put 
the customer in a center and build their own organization, their mindset and the culture around the, around the customer, not around anymore the product, the technology, the value proposition that they were th thinking about, but really about the customer needs, the customer behaviors and the knowledge about the customer. So I think that's, that's happening in many industries already and many, many companies that are thriving right now, they are really doing this just because they really, really understand the customers very, very well. And I think for the future and for companies that really want to succeed and really want to uh, uh, grow at, uh, at the speed that they envision and that maybe their market and the industry is, uh, is asking them to, to follow, uh, it's going to be around them getting this strategy right and investing uh, in, uh, behind, uh, behind the right strategy and behind the right people and the culture within a company to be a bit more customer-centric. Zoran, thank you so much for, for having you here and uh, hope that you enjoy at least how much I enjoyed in, in this conversation. And for you out there, if you enjoyed today's conversation and uh, talk about innovation and customer intimacy, please subscribe and see you next time uh, when we talk about some other innovations. Thank you.